Welcome back to the Waffle Fresh Podcast. We celebrated Thanksgiving. So today on the show, we want to talk a little bit about why Thanksgiving is kind of gross and weird. It's really weird that we celebrate that holiday, but first, I will introduce my co-hosts. Hi, Nick. How are you? My name is Nick Valero. Is Nick Valero? Is Nick I know. Why did I say Nickel? Nick Valero. You don't smoke weed. What's wrong with you? Okay, and then here's Gene, Gene Versa. Hey. Another co-host. Yeah. How was your guys' was, Thanksgiving? It was, it was good. good. Yeah. yeah. It was, I was, uh, yeah, it was a nice, quiet family dinner. Yeah. And I was a little disappointed I wasn't, um, I wasn't on the Harry Potter episode, but... I'm sorry. Talking yeah. about that. Darn I'm glad problematic. You, I'm glad you're, you're okay. Oh, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Also, uh, behind the camera is our friend Raph. Thank you for helping out today. It's kind of Hi, the last thing Raph. Production. Uh, but let's, let's get right into it. Thanksgiving. We celebrate it because right. a bunch of white people killed a bunch of Native Americans. That's real, that's not the, the reason we celebrate it. Right. You know, as a kid, you grow up learning, like, oh, the pilgrims and the, the, the Native Americans, they came together and had a wonderful feast, and all was well. One, one time. One time. Um, it was the only time. So, like, I, we talked about it before on the show. Talk, I've talked about it a lot with friends and family, just like, for a while, I was like, why aren't there any, like, good Thanksgiving movies? And now, like, in hindsight, it's like, well, it's a really weird holiday to celebrate. I think the one, like, enlightening one is kind of, uh, or not even enlightening, but, like, just really good is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles yeah. with the great John Candy and Steve Martin. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's a fun, well-to-do, cute little movie. Uh, John Candy, R.I.P., was one of the most likable actors ever. Um, but a while ago, Gene and I brought up to you, we were planning these shows out, that I was like, oh, Thor Ragnarok, in a weird way, not directly about the themes of Thanksgiving, but the actual lesson about Thanksgiving is that, you know, imperialism and colonialism are bad. Yes. And they will blow up a planet, because that's the only way to redeem yourself after shedding generations of blood. And I think that's an important Genocide. lesson to take away. Yeah. Genocide is also bad, right. and you should not do it. Mine is Pocahontas. Yeah, Pocahontas. Yeah, if you look at that, it's like, man, that's... Pocahontas is, like, such a weird Disney movie. It's just, like, it's totally just, like, up and down, up and down, very sanitized. But then there's, like, weird hints of, like... Yeah, also, the movie almost ends with a beheading. The movie almost ends with a beheading. Yeah. They threatened to behead somebody. A lot of 90s Disney movies were very tonally all over the place. There's some great stuff They're, like, really, like, oh, singing, and then it's like, oh, man, that's dark. Yeah, like, the villain Pocahontas is, like, this wonderful song and dance number... And it's like, he's very clearly the villain, but it's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be getting out of that. Because you're trying to make a fun song with a dude who's like, not historically fun. No. That is just literal genocide. He's, he's a genocidal, like, maniac. It's weird. Yeah, it's like, it's weird. That's it's very weird. But there's a raccoon. There's a cute raccoon. There, a there's amazing animation. Yeah. You know? I think, I think that's the also... Actress, like, actually Native American. I actually don't know. No, actually, I think, I'm pretty sure she's a... It was the 90s in Disney, and they did not really do that That's not good. often. So I'm sorry to... That's a good question. ...everyone. Um, but... So I want to talk about some maybe some movies that would fit into that category. Uh, again, Thor Ragnarok, mm -hmm. I thought was a great deconstruction of that kind of ideal. Not inherently uh, Thanksgiving, but similar topics about, like, yeah. how uh, nations might kind of sweep some stuff under the rug oh, and be okay. like, look, we're all great and... You know, wonderful, and we never had any problems, and we all get along <laughs> just fine. Right. And that doesn't really uh, occur Not really. with these kind of things. But uh, let's also talk about some stuff we are thankful for, because it, yeah. it's a gross holiday, but if there's anything we can try to change, let's take the time to remember to be thankful for some things. Yeah. You know? Can I ask Nick one question? Off sure. Nick, what did you think of the Goku uh, 
the the Goku uh, parade balloon for Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. That makes sense. I mean, it, <laughs> no, I I thought it was really cool. Was that the uh, what was it? The Al Roker couldn't pronounce any of the names. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I just think it's really funny. Uh, I, I like the fact that anime is becoming like bigger and bigger. Everyone was cheering culture. for Goku. Yeah, everybody's cheering. Well, we're gonna Al see Al a lot of a change in pop culture because our generation. Well, already they're pandering to us with, like reboots of the same movies yeah. in different mediums, which is mm -hmm. dumb mm -hmm. uh, and bad and yeah. cynical, but like we're going to see a lot of interesting positive aspects of that because like, yeah, anime is popular enough to be in the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade Yeah, now. that's great. And Pokemon, that's hilarious. And you Pokemon? You pronounce it E... What do you pronounce it? EVS? Eve. 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 I, I, I didn't see it, but I did see the, the Super Saiyan. Yeah, Super no, Saiyan. But it does. But it does make. But it makes sense because uh, Broly in January. In January, there's going to be a new movie that's coming out yeah, for Dragon I Ball. See that. That and then also the video games for uh, what was Pokemon. it? For Pokemon just came Detective out. Pikachu, so, yeah, Detective Pikachu. The trailer just came out. So right. it only makes sense. Sorry for uh, taking a big soft topic. No, no. I mean, we're thanks, keeping, thankful it's, for it's you guys. Are thankful good. for anime? Thankful for anime. Yeah. Maybe deep down I am. Maybe I'm not. He's never going to be. I'm thankful, I'm thankful for Cowboy Bebop and Satoshi Kon movies. So. Yeah, it's not really anime. Uh, watch, Perfect Blue. anime. watch Perfect Blue, everyone. It's a very good movie. Not like, Thanksgiving related. You just can't like anime if you've only seen one. I've seen more than one. <laughs> you, what, you the, what the fuck? You're like, who's this Goku? Does he fight? I, I used to watch Dragon Ball and Cartoon like, Network. Yeah, it's like, no, he but, doesn't fight. He like eats and then he panders for like two or five episodes doing nothing, powering up. The only, the only moment I actively remember from like Dragon Ball, like beat for beat, everything kind of just washed over yeah. me as I got older because I didn't keep up with it like you guys, uh, was when Goku was still a kid with his little monkey tail yeah. and he got a taxi to go to Bulma's house in the city mm -hmm. and he, the taxi driver was like, all right, where are you heading, kid? I'm heading to Bulma's house. All right, where is that? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> and so that that always just stuck with me for whatever reason. I thought that was yeah. the cutest thing. Yeah, well, yeah, like I don't actually hate anime. I just yeah. like, oh. is, your, is your favorite anime Hamcharo? Hamtaro. Hamtaro? No, but I remember yeah. Fox Kids, and I remember Hamtaro, Little Hamster's Big Adventures. Yeah, Big Adventures. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, thankful. Things we're thankful for. Oh, okay. So we're still technically like, talking about Yeah, we're okay. still on topic. Yeah, well, movies, TV shows, okay. comics, video games. Uh, I'm, I, I'm thankful that um, it's only two more weeks until I get to see the crossover event on CW. Oh, yeah, CW, DC TV. I'm Oops. not caught up on anything. I'm glad they acknowledge like Batman exists in their universe. Uh, apparently he's been, um, he's, been he's, been, he's been missing for three years. That's interesting. I wonder if that's that's not like a parallel or... No, they said it's going to be, uh, it's going to be Earth-1. So Earth everyone except Superman exists on Earth-1? Everybody, well, I don't know. <laughs> maybe Superman hasn't landed. Superman and Supergirl don't don't exist in the, the Flash Arrow yeah, no, direct universe, right? Yeah. So like... Yeah, no, uh, not in Earth-1, they, they so exist on Earth-32. Uh, I haven't caught up on any of them, but I am also delighted to watch that because the crossovers have always that's been delightful. That's the only thing delightful. I stick around for. Oh, you know what? That's a lie. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I started catching up on Legends of Tomorrow. This is fun. Legends of Tomorrow is my favorite one because it's just like, fuck all this like convoluted like time travel nonsense. Like We have time travel, but also the first episode of our season, we're going to fight a magical unicorn. That impales people and eats their hearts. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? At Woodstock. <laughs> or like a, that well, is the most amazing episode of television yeah, I've ever Bebo? seen. Yeah, 
Bebo, the god of war. Well, I, I think uh, I, I really like the idea of adding a new character like Constantine into like, yeah, the, the mix. mix. Yeah, yeah. He's, different he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a he's a nice little foil to everybody where like everybody now has to deal with Constantine. Yeah. And he just doesn't like anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's great because for a while that was Mick. Yeah. And then he's like, he's, he begrudgingly deeply cares about everyone. Yeah. Has yeah. Constantine like hooked up with anyone? Yeah. yeah well, hooked he hooked up with Sarah. And he's uh, also, he, he also uh, hooked up with one of the guys in the time bureau yeah, okay. oh uh what's his face gary thank you the virgin gary yeah and then he even <laughs> says like wait what we did what doesn't count as sex and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> uh, a man who would eventually get his nipple bitten off by the <laughs> evil unicorn <laughs> look if you're not watching lens of tomorrow you're doing you yourself be. a disservice <laughs> you definitely should and you don't have to watch any of the other ones well yeah, except I, for one of the crossovers for that that's yeah, just fine I mean, that's fine yeah Yes, but yeah, I'm really excited for the crossover. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, for people that don't aren't, aren't aware of the crossover this year, uh, do you want to give a quick synopsis? Yes, it is. Uh, it is called Elseworlds. It is very the comic series. Yeah, but uh, it's apparently gonna stay inside of their uh, situation. But it's gonna be that Barry and Oliver wake up one morning and they are in each other's lives. They, uh, they switch. Yeah, they yeah. switch. They switch bodies and abilities. And uh, what was it? Uh, was it Stephen Amell is now the Flash, and Grant Gustin is now the Green Arrow. And they have to go on an adventure of figuring out how the hell this happened. And that leads them to Kara, Superman, Batman, uh, Batwoman, and Arkham Asylum. Oh, and, they're going to Arkham Asylum? Yeah, because Doctor Destiny is the big big one. This is, I didn't know any of this. I'm, I'm more excited now than I was before. This is great. It's yeah, be better than the Justice League movie. It's going to be, uh, oh, yeah. well, no, it's going to be Dr. Destiny and then the even bigger villain that's like incorporating the is uh, the Monitor and Black Suit Superman. It's going to be an evil Superman. Oh, so it is going to be with the Justice League. <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting. Like, it has a black suit before the cinematic universe. Yeah. Oh, there was going to be one. And it's going to have a black suit Superman fight uh, regular Superman. Someone asked Zack Snyder about it on Bureau. <laughs> no. Have you seen all the memes I'm with Zack Snyder? I'm apologetic to Zack Snyder. He's had a very yeah. rough couple years. Yeah. Stop posting about your movie that didn't get made, man. I'm yeah, sorry. No, so like, people like stop. Your fan base is like a cult. You need to like get stop. them in check. <laughs> stop <laughs> encouraging them. But yeah. uh, but the other cool thing is that uh, you're gonna have multiple versions of the Flash. So uh, the original. The original oh, Flash yeah, that I did from see. the '90s is coming back, and also uh, they're gonna be shooting on the Kent farm, which is the Smallville set. Somebody uh, Smallville is not, if you ever check out Smallville, not great, Definitely. but uh, it has moments and the finale, like the final moments are, are yeah. really cute. And yeah, if you're so a Superman fan, you'll, you'll have a lot so of yeah, so the, emotion. So literally, this one was just like, how many things can we throw into like an episode okay. one and, crossover? And they, they, their legends are not in this one, and apparently uh, the last crossover with every character and it was like amazing. Mm -hmm. It was it, it was it felt like an Avengers style movie. Yeah, I it like it. broke everyone who worked on it. Though. <laughs> oh really? Because it, it was just so much to pack just, in. Just scheduling yeah, all and the everything. Poor, like, and all the poor PAs. Yeah, it. it yeah, story editors. Yeah, from PAs to they were the still starring filming, cast and crew. Because they were they also just, still filming their shows too. Like yeah. it wasn't just like oh yeah, like we get to take a break. It's like we still have to like do other things. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. So it it it, it broke them. Severely, yeah. and they, uh, uh, I don't, I don't mind if they don't, never do one as big as that again. No. Let's just do some fun stuff, you well, know, they, some one-offs. That'd be kind of cool. They said when too. they, they said like there's gonna be like maybe like one or two legends characters that like show up as like things. Yeah, this is a, this oh, is that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, is this the third one, right? What? This is the fourth crossover. Technically, it'd be the what fourth the one crossover. What was the one with the aliens? 
That was the second one. was the one. second one. Okay, what was the third one? The very one. first third one was uh, Earth X. Earth. Yeah. Oh, that's the Nazis. Yeah. yeah. Nazis, yeah. yeah. Which uh, is timely. Timely, timely. Timely, timely. Uh, the first one was just a simple one with, like, Barry and, the, and um, Oliver just kind of, like, teaming up on, like, little one-off mysteries. It was I the kinda... they called it the Brave of the Bold. Yeah, cute, yeah. cute. If, if they do more crossovers, which I think they're, they plan to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like, like small-scale stuff, you know? Like, my, one of my favorite things about Earth X was just that the first hour is just them hanging out, like getting drunk at a at a pre wedding yeah. ceremony, and then like just enjoying just time. heroes being dudes. Yeah, just people. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the one thing that really was awesome about the the last crossover is that it actually felt like a four hour movie. Yeah, yeah. like it just it just straight up. Like, yeah, movie. you could you could binge it easily, and you know, which I watch it as a four hour movie, and you'd be like, oh, this is really fun. But it's like three hours. Oh yeah, yeah it's like time, but commercials. Oh, it's like three twenty. It, it was very entertaining, yeah, and exactly. uh, I, I'm glad they're yeah. doing. What am I thankful for? I don't know. I don't know your life. I don't know, but all I know is that if you were binging on Netflix, like all of those shows, you got real fucking confused real quick when yeah. you got to that when you got to episode nine. Oh yeah. Because like randomly, all of the other storylines just stop, and then you're in, yeah. you're, you're fighting Nazis, mm-hmm. and then after, and then that, the next episode, no one talks about it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, I get, you know, you're like, just move on, that was fucking hectic. Raiders went through the roof or whatever the hell, like, it was a massive success, but, yeah. you know, it, it broke oh, yeah. them, so. Yeah. They're human, you know. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I think you said you're thankful for Goku, but... Well, oh, yeah, I'm thankful for Goku, anime. I'm um, thankful for, uh, uh, Death Stranding, probably is gonna come out next year, most likely. Yeah? No, I think so. We'll see, we'll see. I'm looking forward to, to that one, too. I'm uh, grateful for everyone that has donated to my Indiegogo. Which I'll post the link in the description. Yeah, sure. for Gene's for upcoming short, short film. film. We have plug here. Yeah. Must plug, yeah, we have 50% raise. Woo! There we go. How, how much is time left? By uh, the time this goes up. Well, you'll have about like two or three weeks if All we extend right. another week. So please donate. Donate. Yeah. Oh. Um, I feel like I'm thankful for like one more thing. Uh, I'm probably thankful for more things too. Oh, Godzilla. Godzilla. Godzilla will be coming out. All right. Godzilla yeah. King of Monsters. Yes. We both heard very positive things. Yes, about we have. So, so spoil anything. I don't know anything. I just heard very positive things. Yes. Actually, the last episode of Legends Tomorrow had to do with Godzilla. Oh, was it? It was. Uh, they were. They were with the creator of Godzilla. I'm not completely caught up, but that's very exciting. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting because instead he has a giant squid, mm-hmm. and then Rory's just like, forget squids, lizards. Lizards. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, lizards are king, and then you just see him and he's like, king. Yeah. <laughs> king of monsters. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's it's really fun. I yeah. think uh, for this year, I think the thing I'm most thankful for is that Orson Welles' final film oh, got completed. That's great. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Other it a little bit. I mean, this episode's going to be kind of all over the place. Uh, right. Holidays, you know, we just, we're going to have a good time and hang out with each other and hang out with you guys. Yeah. And also Raph. Hello, Raph. Um, but I'm really thankful for The Other Side of the Wind because that is Orson Welles' final film, like I said. Uh, it should get nominated and win Best Editing because what they had to do to complete that is un fucking some believable. Crazy, yeah, it's some crazy Olympics. So, like, imagine editing that with, like, no input, no notes from the director. No. That would suck. Yeah. And not only no notes from a director, from Orson Welles, who was notorious for piecing together his movies, like, as they were being made. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing. Yeah. Either, oh, my God. <laughs> like, the fact that it's even watchable, That's and amazing. it's my favorite movie of the year, is, is which, astounding. Which, what was the movie? Was the it? Other Side of the Wind. Netflix. And Frank, uh, producer Frank Marshall from Universal teamed up and finished Orson Welles' final production, like the, the thing that was most complete. Because there's like a lot of things it's here and there. It's the sequel to Pocahontas, right? No. 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 It's all the uh, colors in the wind, but it's the other side of the No. Wind. no. <laughs> um, and it's about 
a director who's uh, uh, like a kind of f f fake documentary about a day in the a director's last day of their life and uh, someone who was banished from Hollywood or like exiled themselves from yeah, Hollywood. He's a director deal. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to make their big comeback movie. Orson Welles would go to his grave saying this movie was not autobiographical. There's a great documentary to accompany this That's called The Love Me When I'm Dead. And one of the very first topics that everyone hits is that that's bullshit. Like, of course it's autobiographical. Yeah, because he Orson Welles just didn't want to be psychoanalyzed, yeah, but of course it's autobiographical. Yeah, he couldn't make any movies. The parallels between him and, like, his fictional character yeah. sounded. Uh, for anyone who understands the term horny on Maine, Orson Welles finished his career being horny on Maine. Because this is an incredibly horny movie. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. kind of angry and, like, insane. It feels like a fever dream at times. Yeah. Switches from black and white, 8mm... 16, Super 35. It's crazy, yeah. It it's just like, God. But like the way it's cut, like, because um, I've seen it, I'm, I'm not going to say how many times, a lot. A lot of times now. Uh, the way it cuts from, from people and like different angles and like the people that are talking between specific scenes, if someone's like in black and white and they're like, they're, they're like keeping a certain mood about their dialogue, it'll stay black and white when it cuts back greasy. to that person. Yeah. But when it cuts to someone else who's acting a different way, it'll... Change catch formats. them with it'll change formats and like color and stuff and like that's the, it's crazy yeah, it's such a breezy film <laughs> it is it's like two hours but it's just like <laughs> I need to see it. yeah I want to see it again I only saw it the, the day of it yeah, yeah. I seen it oh yeah. dude it's so good right it's it's unbelievable yeah uh, Raph what do you thankful for I'm thankful for my cat your cat no, I'm no. also thankful for my cat but sorry go ahead <laughs> And I'm thankful that we have to start a battery because we need a battery change really quick. Yay! Right. Cool. Time. Time. A word from our sponsors. And <laughs> cut. It's rolling. Yeah, the audio is rolling, so let's just keep going. Um, after that note, do you guys want to just go into what else you've been watching? This is going to be kind of a shorter episode, so yeah, let's hit up some, some other movie reviews we've been seeing. Uh, Gene, you saw Wreck-It Ralph 2, like... Five minutes ago before I we started. I saw it five minutes ago. Uh, you want to get into that? Yeah, I took my younger followers to go see it. I think it's a good movie to take younger kids because they'll be captivated and they won't talk very much, so that's good. But, um, yeah, Wreck-It Ralph, I think uh, I felt the same sentiment you did in watching those trailers where you're like, oh no, yeah. it's going to be bad. Uh, note that I think all three of us are big fans of the original oh, Wreck-It yeah. Ralph, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I saw those those trailers and right. I was it like, like the oh, movie. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh no. Like, reference, reference, reference. Yeah, look how great Amazon is and then, Fucking Jeff Bezos just sitting on his royal throne of blood, like yeah. punching a human skull. <laughs> and Rebecca, kind of. Never left. Just kidding. Yeah. But uh, what did, what yeah, did you think? Yeah, it was. Um, there certainly were some faults to it. I'll say that it was. I wouldn't say it's too. Um, I wouldn't say it's too referency. But it was like there was like okay, tone it down. Where it's like oh look at all these Disney characters, <laughs> but like there were cool sequences, the princesses. Where that was a fun little little scene. They come back later, and they yeah, it's a good like. Oh, it's not just there. It's like set up payoff. Yeah, because oh, it's really? like That's it's cool. a good okay. critique of like the damsel in distress or like some of the Disney princess tropes. Oh, I I assume they just shoved everything in there. Just no. Yeah, that. that's good. I mean, like it's not a high bar to expect a movie to have set up and payoff. But considering how said, like few big movies do that yeah. nowadays, is that's good to hear. So the yeah. baseline quality so, has that. So at one point, does Rec does does Ralph steal the Millennium Falcon? No, there, there's just like Star Wars characters that are there and they're just around, but that's about it. 
my favorite thing about uh, like not having seen the movie, the the producers being like, well, we had to take out a Kylo Ren joke, or we nixed a Kylo Ren joke because we didn't want people to think of him as like a big spoiled brat. And it's like, what, what do they think that character is? Yeah. Like I love Kylo Ren specifically because he's like of a that. big he's, angry child. He's not a big like bad like Darth Vader. He's he's an angry child. Like, what do what movies do they think they're making? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But yeah, it, it had heart, and that was appreciated. And it's not perfect, not as good as the second one, but it's. I think it's a it's a it's a fun movie, and it's uh, entertaining. So yeah. I'll recommend it. Uh, what was it? Everybody I've heard that I've seen it, it just keeps on saying that it's a really cute movie. Yeah, it's a cute movie. Yeah, they said, it, they said it's a super cute movie. It didn't give me as many feel to the first Ragnarok, but I don't remember having like at like too many feels. In the oh no, that that the, scene where yeah. he's gonna sacrifice himself. No, that that got me real bad. And he's okay with like everyone like thinking he's a villain because uh, he loves himself. Yeah, that's, that's true. sad. Yeah. No, that that got me in the first one. Yeah, it's really life. sad. Yeah. I think it made me cry as much as Coco. Coco, Coco's sad. Yeah, 2017 and 2016 had very good. Uh, like at least one of the the Disney movies each of those years was like amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, Gene, you also saw Widows. Yeah, I saw right? Widows. I also saw Widows. You want to introduce it? Yeah. Because um, I know Nick did see But Nick's going to lead us in a second. I'm not, we're not Nick leaving seen, Nick, Nick out. Seen, Nick, no, they, Nick they were just, movies. we're just like, yeah. I know, we're getting the stuff out of the way that Nick hadn't seen and then Nick's going to lead us yeah. in the final section of the episode. So. I don't, I, don't, I don't watch movies, it's fine. <laughs> you watch anime. I watch anime. watches anime and all Wee- the TV. Wee-a-boo. And like everything. I watch like a lot the, of TV. You know what? I watch too much TV. Yeah, he watches all the TV shows that <laughs> And, and now I don't watch like any TV. I'm like so behind on all things I genuinely care about. So, uh, Widows. See Widows, new movie. Yes. Widows was a very tight, very well told heist film. It's uh, well directed. I would uh, appreciate nothing. I would uh, expect nothing less from him. And it, yeah, the actors really shine in it. Like Viola Davis is great. Uh, what's his name? Daniel Kula reminds me of uh, Anton Chigar. Yeah, from No Country for Old Men. Yeah, he has that like vibe. We're just mm-hmm. like. Yeah, that character's scary. He just like just murders people. It's like, like he's so almost careful. like the Grim Reaper. Yeah, in the movie. like yeah. not a lot of personality, but that's like the point. Like he's there to do a job, and he's going to do it. So, so you you definitely recommend it. Yes, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, I've had I heard a lot of comparisons to Michael Mann's Heat, and I do not find like people. A lot of people have said so like, oh, this, like is, this is crime drama. yeah. This is a a lot of people refer to it like early Michael Mann when he shot in film because a lot of his movies on film are like more acceptable for audiences. I, I honestly thought it was more uh, a piece with his digital work. It's not like Public like, Enemies? Or yeah, it's like the one Michael Mann movie. I'm like, All the close-ups got to you. Yeah, but, uh, how he uses those, the, the digital cinematography, which is odd because Widow's on film, but like how he uses uh, his atmosphere and like the structures that people are like surrounded by, you know, like there's like the infamous shots in every Michael Mann movie uh, when there's like present day or something like that where they're in cars and a lot of like lights reflect off the hood and it looks very beautiful, but he's like texturing the world of like, this is the nightlife is their life. This is where they're most comfortable. Widows has that, but it's kind of flipped where it's like, like there's this great shot where someone's in a car and the car's driving around these neighborhoods and you see residential, like the economic struggle of Chicago and how it goes from like, not so great to like, Oh, wealthy upper class. And this dude's just talking about, stuff and it just breezing by him and what he's what he's saying with that shot i think is really powerful yeah. it's like here's this politician this dude who has the power to like make a difference but he doesn't really care that yeah, much he you know yeah. i mean he's not like uh i don't know if he's like he isn't terrible but it's like he's in that great in movie. a movie full of really awful human beings yeah. he's okay 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably worse. Okay people. enough, I guess. It's it's a uh, it's the dumb political ideology of like, well, it's the lesser of two evils. Like he exactly. he is. Um, yeah. No, I I I fell in love with Widows. That's that's one of my favorites of the year for sure. Uh, oh yeah, and I like the politics of the movie as well. It had a lot to say about the social economical classes classes yeah. in that area. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki is outstanding. So I think yeah, she, she towers. I love I love all the like the lives where she like towers over everyone. Yeah. Oh, she's six. <laughs> I mean, man. yeah, I know she's six but like uh, she's she's the the gold Aisha. high priestess from uh, Guardians too. Yeah, Aisha. Ooh. Yeah, she. She's gonna be a superstar, man. Oops. Viola Davis, Dana Kalu, you're right. Great, they're they're the best, but I think she's gonna yeah, she was very, she's gonna get under people's skin and yeah, be like, hey. She remember. also had some good scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also saw a Dragon Tattoo, the Wait, the girl, the, the, the new one. Dragon Tattoo story. That one, the spider one with the <laughs> the web. Yeah. And the Claire, Claire, Claire Foy, one of my yeah. favorite working she's actors. Having a today. great 2018. Yeah, uh, Unsane's one of my favorite movies of the year. First I, Man. I tell it, but I haven't seen First Man yet. She's, she's great in that. Uh, she's one of the great actresses of our generation, I think, and she'll continue to be so. She's good in this movie. But the, the movie's bad. very bad. Oh, uh, man. No, my, you, man, my boy, Fede Alvarez. Fede Alvarez is a, has an eye. He knows how to stage action. He knows how to have pacing. But yeah. the writing is so bad. Uh, it feels like because they wanted like, to why make they it like a James Bond-style yeah. movie. I don't get why they adapted the, the novel that's not even written by the original author either. Because here's what happened. David Fincher and Rooney Mara made, a, I genuinely believe, um, a masterpiece with the original Dragon yeah, Tattoo that they well made. Done, yeah. Or, I guess, remake. And it didn't, like, light the world on fire at the box office. It, it made its money back. But they were like, well, next time I'll make a cheaper one with the whole new people. And poor Rooney Mara, when the Sony emails came out, she was like, hey, I'd love to do another one. Please let me know. And I never did. I'm sorry, Rooney Mara. <laughs> so this is what happens when you replace Rooney Mara and David Fincher. You make a movie like this that no one cares about. I'm What's, sorry. No one really saw. No, really. but um, I got even apart from the bias I have about that. There's there's just really nothing there. Yeah. You, you're not missing out. Exactly. Um, and then the Coen Brothers had a new movie on Netflix, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, a six part anthology film. It was never gonna be a Netflix series. Yeah, apparently it wasn't, and uh, it's about the Old West, but also by deconstructing the Old West in these these little short vignettes, it's also kind of commenting about the state of America. Which is very fascinating. It's kind of hard to like talk about without spoiling anything. But uh, just remember the line that Buster Scruggs says early on about if there's no like happy endings or whatever, then what were all the songs about? It's kind of uh, the point. Yeah, yeah. Very I mean, sad movie. Also, it's, yeah, it's very, it's very dark. Yeah. I really appreciated that film from like beginning to end. Yeah. Even uh, if I wasn't so hot on some some segments. Yeah, some talking? were just like brutally depressing. Yeah, I mean, I could understand why. Yeah, the, uh, there's one called Neil Ticket, and just yeah. I get people not liking that one yeah. entirely. Uh, also, I, shout out to the Coen Brothers' second collaboration with the French cinematographer Bruno Delbonnel. He shot uh, Half Blood Prince. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a fantastic cinematographer, and that guy usually westerns are like kind of a little more colorful. You know, like they'll have a, uh, a simple color palette, but here it's like all the saturations like gone. You know, and a lot of these shorts is very, like, eerie and depressing. But some of the stuff will be more lively. It's a very interesting contrast, and I'm, I'm very impressed. One of the best movies of the year. Now, Nick, take us home. What are we talking about next? We're going to be talking about Rocky. All right. Just the Rocky series in general. Leading into a discussion of Creed. But uh, for the Rocky series, have you guys seen all of them? I've seen all of them. Because I, I, uh, I just went through all of them 
recently with my girlfriend because she had never seen any of the Rocky movies and she wanted to watch Creed 2. She'd never seen Creed or anything like that. So I was like, we're going to make a mission and we're going to go watch every single one. And Like in know, an afternoon? No, no. We don't <laughs> pay a lot. Like a lot. I mean, we watched... 40 years we watched, we watched three of them in a day. And that was a lot. Like, by the end of it, we were like, holy fuck. Which was that? Which of them? Uh, Rocky 1, 2, and 3. Okay. We finished up. And then, like, and then we watched uh, 4, 5, and 6. So you guys watched, like, reality slowly, like, pull back from the franchise. Totally get yeah. ripped yeah. the franchise. Yeah. 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 Like, did she say anything about, like, the 3,000 pound punch that Drago has? It's not 3,000 pound. What is this? It's, two, it's one, uh, which are 1,856. I know because I just recently watched it. <laughs> And, uh, no, she was just like, like as soon as like that scene happened, she's like, "Holy shit, is that true?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, in this movie, it is." <laughs> it's like he could, like, if he's standing still and like he was putting all his power and like he could potentially like. No, yeah. but she. But she. But it's not like every single punch but, she has is like a yeah. thousand pounds. But the thing is that we, it, I, no. I thought I thought it was a great. I thought Creed two. Did she wait? wait what did she say about the robot? about the robot. She Happy birthday, like, boy. Oh, yeah. She was just like, why is this there? Yeah, how much like, cocaine she, in the 80s Yeah, she was like, why is this robot here? Is it? I, she goes, is this a real product? Did you like, have to, was it, to make that robot yeah, but then, in a scene and then in they a were like, movie? Yeah, but they were like, she was like, is this a real product? Like, why is that there? Is it a sponsorship? And, and then, then becomes and then, his girlfriend? Yeah, and then all of a sudden she's like, I think she loves me. So weird. And then she's like, is he fucking that robot? <laughs> <laughs> I finally come to Rocky IV. Okay. I genuinely... You don't like it? I, I didn't. I appreciate that's it. That's one of my favorites. It's like the Star Wars prequels to me, movies that I easily see how they work for people like on a regular movie level. Um, I, I don't think I'm like I don't think any of the prequels are very good, but they're fascinating to me. Sure. Rocky Four is kind of the inverse of that, where it's like none of the ideas are very strong, but it also ended the Cold War. <laughs> and half of it is like eighty percent of it's montages. Yeah, montages. It's yeah, pure eighties aestheticism, like yeah, it's super eighties times a hundred. Well. What we, what we noticed so it's, it's, a, it's a cultural icon. What, what I noticed yeah. from the movies, though, is that the movie... Which so you have a better they, opinion? Yeah. Well, as they, go, as they go down until you hit four, they get less in their in their actual like show time. Because like, Rocky 1 is somewhere near like almost two hours. Yeah. Rocky 2 is almost the same thing. 3 is an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, that's pretty And then Rocky 4 is an hour and 30. Mm-hmm. And then... Well, there's just like no story. Yeah, yeah there's, no, there's no story. <laughs> no it's, literally, you have like... He fights, he fights Apollo... He goes to go train, and then he fights the Russian. That's that's it. And and then once you get to five, then he goes back up to two hours. Yeah. You know what? Rocky Five. Actually, no. Miss, Rocky, Rocky Miss Five is but Rocky Five is also an hour and a half. Really? It's, it's also well, an hour. I'm not allowed to story there either. You don't you don't, but, um, you don't you don't get another two hour Rocky movie until you hit Rocky Balboa. It's the first Rocky movie that felt different to a lesser extent. I I know I know why it's the black sheep of the franchise. But it's it's trying something different. The street fight, I think. I don't I don't I don't mind the street fight. I don't think it's a bad idea at all. That was it's, it's Rocky trying to start to reclaim himself yeah. for the first time outside Go the ring. Back to the streets. Well, the, not yeah, the, it's, it's the, flawed for the, sure. Right? It's not very good. The but. only thing that didn't make sense out of that entire thing is that why didn't they all get arrested? Well, not only that, but also <laughs> yeah, Paul, you know Paul he just defeated Soviet Russia, man. Yeah, like that's fine. Well, not only that, but also like Paulie just kind of embezzled all of his money and like lost it all. And, and they were like, just, never, never no one like, said anything. And yeah. no one got Paulie in trouble. Like no, yeah, Paulie didn't go to jail. Rocky didn't like disown him. Embezzled all the money. Paulie just gave power of attorney yeah but it was like it's like what the fuck like how did this happen like, they were just like, okay with Polly. like yeah like I mean, everybody like, was just cool like, every, yeah. like and like 
find out that Polly just like lived with him for like the rest of his life and stuff like that. It was weird. But besides that, I, I thought it was really interesting watching these movies and then going into Creed because I, it made me have a deeper appreciation mm-hmm. for, for those two movies. Yeah. I feel like Creed and Creed 2 had a, a more defining portion just because of those, because of the movies prior to it, because mm-hmm. I just watched them and everything else. Because I have to admit, if you watched Creed 2, you did not watch at least Rocky 4. You're kind of fucking confused. Yeah. Because there's a lot of like, oh yeah, talking about what happened in the 80s. And even in Rocky, in Creed 2, there's a lot of like, them having to tell you what the fuck happened in the 80s. Of like, oh yeah. Oh, the cocaine. No one can remember. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of like, oh yeah, like, oh well, because he did this. And like, it's a lot of like newscasters going like, this is what happened. In they have to like before. contextualize how ridiculous the movie. Yeah, and yeah, it, like they have to like bring it down. Like, oh man, it's like he died in the ring. It's like no one stopped the fight. <laughs> and they're Nicole, like, okay, but Nicole no one stopped th- the fight. Nicole thought it was funny because she was like, "Why isn't he in jail?" Yeah. Like, and then I was like, "Well, t- I mean, technically, I mean, in a boxing match, I mean, if you go into a boxing match and he happens to die, like, it, it right. is, kind of, you know, that's kind of like a hazard of the of the job." And she was like. Yeah, but he's on steroids. Like, <laughs> he's doping. Like, that's cheating. Like, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, she got so angry but, at Ivan Drago, yeah. and I was like, oh. Yeah, he's, well, yeah, he's a, he's kind he's of a dick. Dog, yeah. And then, um, but yeah, but then. And, but are we see, going to Creed 2? Are we like. But seeing the, uh, which one? Seeing the evolution of Rocky, I yeah, think it's right. also really Rocky Balboa is pretty Rocky good. Balboa is like yeah. the. At least it's top a very emotional. Movie. Which I, actually, I thought the it was. drama in that is. I thought it was interesting because Rocky is an. He's not a better person when he's poor, but he's less like egotistical. Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, even 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 Nicole was like, I, I liked him more when he was poor. Like I, I like he's kind of a dick. Like when he didn't have a robot. Like, when he's, <laughs> like he has so much money that he just doesn't know with. He's like, I'm gonna buy a robot for Polly. Yo, we're like, gonna buy a robot. <laughs> <laughs> and everything else, and I thought so that I'm gonna make my funny. son age seven years between <laughs> two movies. Go some growth hormone. It's fucking funny, but. Um, so Creed 2. Creed 2. What did you think of Creed 2? I really liked it. I think, uh, which I, I, it's, it's up there. I don't think it, that it's better than Creed no. 1. Uh, uh, I feel like Ryan, that's a consent. Ryan, yeah. Ryan there's, Coo- there's just no way. I'm Ryan, sorry. Which are, Ryan Coogler really had, like, captured and everything like that. Not only that, but also I, I felt it, I felt that the final fight had like this ongoing, it was like, it was a good fight and you, you really got the point of it and everything like that. But at a certain point, I actually got confused on what round it was. Yeah. Because like, they're showing you, oh, second round, third round, fourth round. And then it's like, like six. Yeah. It's like the sixth round or seventh round and they don't really like, kind of, and then like, they just stop showing it to you. Like what round it is. So you, there's no like, oh yeah, he needs to knock him out in this round right. in order for him to win. Because like some of them are talking, all he needs to do is stay up. But I was like, isn't this like the seventh round? Doesn't he have like three more like five more rounds. Yeah, like, they never it, say like because in boxing it's either like ten or twelve. It's twelve. Like, it's, yeah. in, 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 they're going for the heavyweight champion of the, of the world. Yeah. It's twelve. But you know what? I mean. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what was it? And it, it's a it's a big difference because uh, I, I kind of felt like that zapped the the, the tension because like, yeah. I didn't know that that was the last round. Like oh yeah, like he because in all Rocky movies it's like they have this montage of the fight. But like then they go, it's the twelfth round. Now it's time to like get your shit together. Right. We need There's to more tension. Out. There's way yeah. more tension now because it's like this For is your sure. last chance. And they did that really well in Creed too, where it was like, oh yeah, like you need, which like, it's the last round. You need to go in and knock him down and yeah. stuff like that. And that was yeah. really, that was really cool. I I think Creed two started exactly the way I thought it was going to start with him winning 
the, the world championship. I immediately was like, yeah, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. Exactly. He's going to win the world championship, and that's how it's going to start. I thought it was a interesting idea of going, oh, yeah, just disc- like, he's still the world champion. He didn't lose it. But in, he would have lost. Fight, he would have lost, but he could, but Drago gets uh, Drago, Drago cheats, yeah. So Drago cheats, and that's why he's still right. the world champion. Chief's putting it lightly, I guess. Yeah, you fucking hit him when he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. You could have killed him. Like. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I really did enjoy Creed, uh, Creed 2. Uh, um, I think that it's... Uh, I I really want to go see it again. Yeah. I had a lot of emotion oh, to of it course. and stuff like that. Yeah. I, 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 I really... I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was better than Creed 2. I really liked how they dealt with the mythology of the, of the previous franchises. How they expanded on it, like... They made Drago an actual character with wants and needs. And his son, I think he has a good enough arc, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, his, yeah. His, son, his, son, his son is, I mean, he's kind of like a one note. And you don't yeah. really know. The only thing is that you know but what. But it you worked. Know what, you know what Ivan wants. You don't know what Victor wants. Right. Victor, Victor is kind of like a, like a shadow of right. his father. He doesn't, he doesn't have like any wants of his own. He just, what he wants is what his father wants. Right. Yeah. And the callbacks to previous films and how they expand on it, I thought was good. Like you see, you see certain characters again from like Rocky Four, and like, oh yeah, they would go this way, or yeah, she like that's what would happen to Ivan Drago. Like you know, during the Soviet Union, they all would have like disowned him or yeah, exiled him. From I'm surprised they didn't like kill him or yeah. like poison him. Yeah, seriously, like, yeah. could have been like Putin that gave him like the thing a, that happens in real yeah, life, but in Russia, so. yeah. Um, but I thought, it, yeah, that was interesting. The the mythology, how there's like a blood feud between like the Rockies and the Creeds against the Dragos almost, and it lasted forty years. And like I think Rocky was there's a great scene where they're in his restaurant. Like Drago tells him like Why isn't there photos of me? And he's like I that's not he he does like he wouldn't have photos of Drago because he doesn't want to remember that fight yeah like one because it wasn't like oh this is a memorable fight for him because he's avenging his friend and mm-hmm. two like the things it did to his body like it gave him I guess it gave him some sort of it's, it's, it's very vague yeah it's you know but there's some well, sort of damage to well, they, yeah, they make they make a thematic connection that the fight broke both of them yeah the, and, and, that's, and that's what I really enjoyed the. The thematics of the mythology, because it's like Drago is almost like an anti-Rocky or bizarro Rocky, where he's bizarro. Yeah, he's bizarro Rocky, yeah. where it's like he came from some sort of military upbringing, like he was a someone. He came from something and became nothing. And he became nothing, and then Rocky was nothing, and he became yeah, someone. It's... Even though, you know, all the ups and downs of Rocky's career, at least he gets remembered, remembered, and he has a statue, and people remember him as an athlete. Drago, not so much. Yeah, because I think that was. I think yeah. Rocky Five. I think. That's when they mentioned that, like, whatever happened inside the ring versus Drago. Yeah, some sort like, of it, 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 it ends up not it, mattering in the franchise, right. but, but it, it, there was some sort of damage. But I remember, I remember him saying but, like something but, about the fractured. Yeah, skull. but besides the, the continuity, I thought that was so interesting that they played that up enough. You know, it could have been way expanded more, but you know, the nods, like the things that you see, like Drago, just being so envious of Rocky in his life. You see him looking at the statue and all the people that care about him and his career, and like, yeah, he's. Just, of course he would be jealous because he had nothing. Well, yeah, not only that, but also, I mean, now everybody just thinks of Rocky as like, he's kind of like the king of Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody he's knows. King, yeah. everybody, American every, hero. Everybody, yeah, he's an American hero. Everybody knows who Rocky is. Uh, even Tessa Thompson in the, very, in the first one. Yeah. Was like, which yeah. I, like, he didn't even say who he was and then she just saw it was Rocky Balboa and he goes like, what, what's the big deal? And she goes, you didn't tell me that your uncle was Rocky Balboa? Yeah. Like, 
Like I know who Rocky is. Yeah, like he's huge in Philly and stuff like that. And I think that in Russia, like everybody just kind of forgot about Drago. Right. Do you guys and, think it was a mistake to move it out of Philadelphia? To I, I, I I wouldn't have thought that initially, but watching the movie play out, and there's really no sense of like place in this. Yeah, one. it's like Vegas and then L.A. Yeah. And then, like, well, the thing is that inside the yeah. first Creed, I think the the cool part about it was the that city Philly, was alive, yeah. Philly Philly had its own character. Yeah. Philly Philly was. And a th- this movie didn't need to have another place to replace it, but I think because I I was talking to Gene about it before, like I did like the movie. It's a standard Rocky sequel with better characters than the Rocky sequels had. Mm-hmm. Just, they have stronger yes. motivations. They're realized better. Tess Thompson has has more to do than tragically Adrian ever did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than wine and also stuff. Also, she has a she has a much more tragic story. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, very who's, who's it's the bare minimum of like good. Yeah. yeah. Of a good movie, and following like what I think is one of the greatest films of all time, I can't help but be a little harsh on that. That's not so much like anyone's specific fault, although I will. Tragically, also blame Sylvester Stallone because I think his hands on this franchise at this point in time, it's like you gotta go, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like your your time's up. It's not your story anymore. I I think like I wouldn't have wanted him to come back to direct. Uh, no, that yeah. would have been a disaster. I think. Yeah. And I so love Rocky directing. Balboa. Yeah. You almost directed this. I love Rocky Balboa. I think it's a tragedy. It's not his like disaster. story to tell, and I don't think. He Honestly, I think. Uh, well, because but the thing he is that no, for yeah. for you saying that uh, which the scenery doesn't have a, a character of its own. I think that's just a Ryan Coogler thing, because uh, Coogler has a really na- he has a really huge knack of going like I'm gonna give where they're at right a, a, like, the place a, like the you place. see that in you see it in Black, Black Panther, Panther you see it in yeah, Station. yeah you see it in all these things where like the his environment is also a part of the character and like it's really gonna define who right. he and is. there was a- and they mentioned and they mentioned a lot in the first creed of like Philly which are Philly fighters are the strongest people you know, yeah. growing up at Philly doing this in Philly. You know, doing all these things like Philadelphia was a main staple, and but the thing is that Apollo Creed is from LA, so that's the thing that kind of made sense to me. It's like, okay, you trained to fight in Philly, and you've kind of gotten like you've been taught by Rocky Balboa and stuff like that. You're gonna go back to LA because that's actually where you're from. Yeah, Yeah. which which, again, ideally, I think is a good idea because I think the beauty of Los Angeles on film is that LA is both a place with everything and nothing. You can we can run the people here our whole lives like one time and mm-hmm. never run into them again yeah. just because LA is so big but so also isolating out. you know and that would have been a really interesting thing to tackle here and it just kind of right. kind of forms and doesn't really yeah. do anything but I will say director Stephen Capel he's got a nice eye uh, mm-hmm. and co-writer Chio Hidari Choker who uh, was the showrunner Luke Cage yeah. uh, tragically cancelled because season 2 was amazing um, I think they saved the movie Yeah, I think if, I really, if it was Sylvester Stallone taking the reins it, it would have been misguided I think it focusing was, on the Drago still as okay, as solid as the foundation was, I think was misguided. I think Creed needed to move away from the Rocky stuff entirely. If I'm being yeah, honest, yeah. Um, I, honestly, I, I, I think they saved it. Wait, my thing is that I I liked that they took the the entire thing in from. Okay, I'm fighting for uh, for Apollo because that was the huge thing inside of Creed One is that I'm I'm fighting to be Apollo's shadow. And he's fighting to break out of it. I'm trying to break out of it. That's what I mean. End of the world. And and prove that I'm worthy of I'm worthy of this, and I'm not a mistake. And then the second one is is very much like I'm not fighting for anybody else but me. I'm fighting for my family. I'm like this, like me as a fighter. That's who I am. Which is a great idea, but then they don't do anything. But the people that he's fighting against are antithetical to that idea. So it's not like there's no 
growth from it, you know? Yeah, and and that, that's a big bummer. Yeah, well, there were a lot of good ideas, but they just, they were, I mean, I agree with you to an extent where it's just like, man, they were, like, they just missed some stuff. Yeah, but do, yeah. but I mean, that's the thing, though, is that even, the, but the ending does show that, though, is that, uh, yeah, Dra- I mean, it shows Drago, Dra- Drago has no, he has no will to fight. Spoilers, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Drago, you knew he was going to win. Yeah. Creed. But he has no will to fight? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Drago has no will to fight anymore. Now he's just trying to stay up for his dad. Like, he, as soon as yeah. he sees his mom and, like, the rest of the Russian, yeah. like, hierarchy, they leave. Because they never he, cared about Because mm-hmm. they, never, they never gave a shit. You just kind of see him, that's when he puts his arms down. And, like, he's just taking punches over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then it's that moment where Drago has to face the same decision that Rocky did, where it's like, do I, do I surrender? And he, and he loses this, and he may hate me for the rest of his life. Or do I? And, and, yeah, and he loved his son. Or do I? Or uh, do I let him fight? And yeah, and you know what? Die. Uh, throwing the towel. That was a good decision. Best decision they could have made out of that yeah. fight, hands down. I wish there was some sort of like resolution with him and like Adonis or Rocky. Like there could have been like one more scene with that, and where like I don't know, you see that. Drago changed or something like he feels yeah. regret there, there need to be more real, again yeah, it's, it's like, the baseline minimum of yeah, a solidly good movie that was yeah. good enough there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that there isn't but I, it could have been it could have been great yeah it could have been great but I, I still recommend people check it out especially if you're a Rocky fan if you're a Rocky fan you gotta go see it yeah, yeah, for uh, me as a huge for me as a huge Rocky fan I definitely recommend it go check it out watch watch Rocky 4 before going to go see it you're gonna see a couple of things that like Callbacks. Like, yeah, and like nice callbacks and stuff like that that you may not have seen in other movies and everything, uh, which I, if otherwise or anything else because, you know, it's been a long time since so I've seen it. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend it. I want to go see it again. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Gene, where can people find you? Uh, Gene9892, Twitter and Instagram. Go to Indiegogo, Vero S to donate if you want. All right, Nick. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Nick Valero. You can also find me on Twitter, the Nick Valero. And also make sure to subscribe and in on our Patreon, Waffle Press. Yes, please. Uh, D-E-W-G-O Waffle on Twitter, Waffle Press, YouTube, SoundCloud, like, subscribe, check out Patreon again, uh, click that stupid fucking bell to make sure that you don't miss our videos because YouTube <laughs> is run by idiots. Thank you for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. Rap.